Welcome to the midweek edition of the Progress with Unity podcast. Hi chaps, how are we doing? Evening. Yeah, top of the world, we've actually got a match to look forward to and preview this week. Paul's back with his ref watch. We've also got an interview with Tom Naylor, who me and Adam spoke to earlier today. Yes, my nomination. You didn't tell him, did you? No, I thought that would have been a bit weird. You didn't need to tell him. <laughs> he said he was going to vote for himself. That's right, crack on with stuff. The internationals came to a grinding halt Tuesday night. Will Keane got his first start for the Republic of Ireland, managed 63 minutes, replaced by Troy Parrott, who uh, bagged the winner in the 95th. Also, James McLean played the last 25. Up in the north of Ireland, Josh McGuinness played the first half. Uh, unfortunately, Northern Ireland lost their game 1-0 to Hungary. Both games were international friendlies. So a big well done to Will Keane for getting his first international start. Can I yeah. just say something there which backs up Paul's point? Uh, you know, with his win rate percentage, when, he, when Will Keane starts a game for the Republic of Ireland... It's an 100% win rate percentage. That's the uh, the last international break of this current season, so I'm glad to see the back of them. Earlier today, me and Adam had a, a chat with current Player of the Month. Uh, we're going to have a sick Player of the Month for March, Tom Naylor. Let's have a little listen to how that went. Welcome to the special guest on this evening's podcast, Latics number four, current Player of the Month, Tom Naylor. How are you doing, Tom? Good, good thanks to you. Yeah, very well, thanks. I've been doing a little bit of research. I found out that you made your debut at 17 for Mansfield Town. Yep. That was in the conference. You've played for Derby County, Bradford City, Grimsby Town, Newport County, Cambridge United, Burn Albion, Portsmouth and Wigan Athletic. I think you finally settled down. Yeah, definitely. I think I've, um, obviously, I've, I've, uh, when I went to Derby, I was a bit of a bit young and uh, a bit of a, jo- a journeyman when I went there. I played a few games when I first signed, but couldn't really find my feet. But once I went on loan, played league football and then uh, established myself at Burton. Did well at Burton, to be fair. Got a few uh, back-to-back promotions, um, which set me up nicely. And then obviously went down to Portsmouth uh, for three years, which was which was really good. Got named captain, uh, I think it was my second year there, uh, which was a big honour for me, to be fair, because I've always thought I was, I'm, I'm a leader on the pitch and always wanted that chance to be a captain at a football club and... And I came here, which is perfect. The future of this club is bright and I want to be a part of it. And obviously, close, being close to home, being around the family is, um, is massive, especially when I'm getting to 30 now, after 30 years old. And it's always nice to be around the ones you love. In that period of time, you made 371 appearances. That's some going. You only scored yeah. 28 goals, though, which is a bit of a surprise. Just before I go any further, I'd like to take you back to the 19th of April, 2016, 8.23pm. Yeah. Can I ask you what you was doing at that time, please? Going against Wigan. You were just scoring against Wigan. I remember you running down the side where the fans were with uh, your hands cut behind your ears. And it's an image that stuck in my mind, that. It's, every goal is a rare goal for me, so I had to embrace it. I love the atmosphere up. Yeah, it was a good battle that season, wasn't it, really? You know, obviously yeah. Wigan didn't start too well that season, but obviously we went on that run and then we just got there in the end, you know, and, and managed to win the title. But obviously you had a you had a great season yourselves. Must have been uh, really good times in that Burton squad. Yeah, no, definitely it was, um, especially when went to League Two. I remember when I signed in League Two and it was um, it was doing well when I first when I, when I signed. We had a good squad there, to be fair, uh, and we did... Obviously, we got promoted that year with Jimmy Hasselbank. And then 
he left. I think he was halfway through League One to QPR. But then we kept on going to the fair, and it was it was a good. And it was uh, we didn't really change much um, much players in that team uh, from the following year, and uh, we just stayed as a group. And then we didn't really expect anything else going to League One. We wanted to obviously make the pack, be in the middle of the table, and obviously we got promoted that year, and it, it was a great feeling. You just got back from Dubai. Has it been a worthwhile trip? Have you recharged the batteries? Yeah, it's been a really, really, really good trip to be fair. It was uh, obviously warm weather uh, training camp is always the one at this time of the season and um, obviously grateful that the club has took us there. The boys really loved it. Um, some downtime, some um, training really hard out there, especially in, the, in that heat. But yeah, it's nice to get out there, obviously recover the legs as much as you can. Not many times you see a pool in March. Yeah, it was nice to go out there, work hard in training, do what you need to do, gym and everything like that, and um, refreshed. And it's been a good training session when we come back in today. Obviously, we're getting into the uh, sort of the business end of the season now, and you know it's been a absolutely fantastic season from the fans' perspective. You know, we've really loved the journey. You know, our expectations this year at the start of the season were let's have a solid season, let's let's have a season without any events and then kick on maybe next season. But after two or three games, we all changed that because we looked at how quickly that side had knitted together. So just wondering about your thoughts really, because obviously playing with uh, pretty much a brand new side really under Liam Richardson and mm-hmm. how you knitted together so quickly. Just wondering your comments on that. Yeah, uh, obviously I wasn't here last season so uh, going to a, um, a new team is always going to be trying to get to know the players and like that. But obviously the lads like Tello, Lange and T- like Tendai, who was here last season. But I think we gelled straight away, to be honest with you. It's always nice to go obviously into, into a group where you, where you got welcomed straight away. The boys are a different class, one of the best groups I've ever been in. And um, I think obviously apart from the Sunderland game that started the season was was one of them ones where oh, it's the first game of the season against Sunderland um, but ever since then we've just we've been brilliant and um, we've got like an arse on fire and we've, we've done really well Nine games coming up now to, to the end of the season nine cup finals is that the cliche are we using that one game at a time yeah, we just we just we're just gonna um, play every game as it comes. Um, I know we've got a big game on Saturday, a derby on Saturday, but it's one of them games where we, we've got to win. It doesn't matter who we're going to play and who, who we're playing. We're uh, going out there to tick every game off to try and get three points, and uh, we've we've been we've been like that throughout the season. So nothing changes now. Um, we just want to work hard, like I said, tick them games off when it comes. Like you said, nine cup finals. Um, and we just got to do what we need to do, like we have been doing all season. Uh, and we just got to be stick, like stick together and do what what we're good at, and that's winning games. Everything seems to be stats driven these days. I'm just wondering, like, how closely yourself you look at your own stats because we've we've been doing some previews for our player of the season. I noticed that you you were top on the tackles one, and also joint top with Tendai Dariko in terms of interceptions. Just yeah. wondering whether, whether you you look at that closely yourself uh, these days, you know, because obviously everything seems to be stats driven. I do get like I've, I've, I always get my sent my stats for every uh, after every game. I've been doing that for a couple of years now. What you get, so you, you like you sign up to like a called Insta Interstat, and they send you your stats throughout the game. You you, you pass in your tackles, your headers, you know, your duels, what you win. I think, um, like you said, it's, it, it is stats driven now. Uh, it's always nice to see what you're doing well over the season. Personally, I think I've I've had a good first year. Yeah, one of the best years I've had to be fair. 
yeah, it's always nice to, especially my role where I've got to intercept, I've got to, I've got to win them tackles, I've got to break play up, and it feels like I've done that this season. Talking of one of your best ever seasons, is it something to do with the systems that's being played? Because I know you started off as a defender, didn't you? Uh, a right, you yeah. played right back, and you played centre. You played centre back. Did you play centre back at Burton as well? Played a few games in the championship. Yeah, I played more centre back in the championship than I did midfield. Yeah, is the way we play suiting your style? Do you think is that why you're you're enjoying your football? I think um, as when I have been playing midfielder for, oh, I played mid, uh, midfield more than centre half, and different clubs you get different player roles, and this this role is perfect for what I want. I do that. Obviously, the gaffer, uh, two two older midfielders, two centre halves, and we've got that good connection, good relationship, and that's perfect for what I want. And there uh, to be an older midfielder, uh, I know my job week in week out. I know what I've got to do for the team. But the formation we've got is is is, is perfect for what I want. It's sometimes diff- difficult to answer this, but are you more? Difficult opponents has been this season in in the midfield battle. I'm it's sure difficult. you won it, but I'm just wondering who was the most difficult. <laughs> yeah, I won most of my duels against people, but now I'm not joking. But um, it's um, I don't really know to be honest with you. I've, I've just never I've never really never really gone out and said, oh, it's, it's going to be our game. I've just focused on my own game, and I think that's the best way to uh, to go by. Really, um, don't be worried who you're playing against. Let them worry about you. So. Can't, I ain't really got anyone. Obviously, no disrespect to anyone in the in the league or anything like that. But I haven't really got anyone that I've I thought oh, that was our game today. I've I've I focused on my own ability, my own performance, and trying the best for the team. And so yeah, really, I've never really gone away thinking, oh, that was a tough game, or because I've just I just never really focused on that. Well, that meant it's certainly working, isn't it? Anyway, that mentality this year is uh, well, yeah. the consistency, yeah. yeah. And this time of the season, our thoughts always turn to the player of the season. And I know the players themselves pick a player's player. Who are you going for? If you can go for yourself. I said that jokingly. I said, can't I, can I vote myself? Um, but no, I think um, my mate who came up with up the road, Jack, what more, I think he's been, I think he's been brilliant. Settling into a new team, coming away from home, uh, obviously being a Portsmouth lad. Uh, well, obviously we spoke in the summer saying, oh, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be hard for me to come up away from my family. Obviously, bringing him up, and I said, mate, you're going to do it. And I think you need that change. And I think he's been brilliant this season. Is the way he plays, he reads the game, the way he's, he's so comfortable on the ball and winning the headers like he does. Um, I know he's my mate, one of my close mates, but I think um, I think he's been brilliant this season. I, I think personally, I think he 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 deserves to be a player of the season, especially from like from me watching, training, everything like that. Are we going up? Is the question that we all want to know. We're we going up. Well, we'll soon see towards the end of April, won't we? <laughs> We're going up. We're going up, Tom. You don't worry about that. We're going up. Home mm-hmm. or away? Where would you see the play? Home or away? I like both, but um, I think obviously the stats, like that was we spoke about earlier, the stats show that we are better away. Uh, not because obviously there's no pressure or anything like that, but I just think we'll have, we we um, we just want that fight away. We know we win, like the waveform is massive, but even at the start of the season, if you win your way games, most of your way games and, and your home games, you, you're near enough there around the top. But I feel like it's, it, it's brilliant playing at DW every other week. But I think the uh, our, our waveform is, is really good. Yeah, just, it must have been a great, sorry, it just must have been a great feeling those two goals that you scored, that equaliser at Wickham and obviously the opener against MK Dons. Uh, 
you know, there's just the timing of the goals and, you know, the fact is, you know, we've, we've, we've followed you all over the country this year in big numbers and, mm. And it's just, it's great to see the passion in the players when when they score, really. And it was, particularly the MK Dons, well, that was a great, great celebration. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, especially after, like you said, they put up to an end with uh, the way travelling. It's, 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 been, it's been brilliant throughout the season. Uh, I know it's hard for people to come and, and travel with us, um, which obviously we appreciate that every, every away game. And like I said, scoring... Uh, obviously Wickham and then scoring in front of the obviously the way travel against MK was was, was a lot of fantastic in, in front of everyone and um, it's always nice to score in, in front of the away fans So thank you very much Tom for coming on this podcast and uh, really grateful for you to give your time up and wish you all the best for the rest of the season we're going up don't you worry about it No problem mate thank you very much Thank you Cheers, cheers, cheers. Tom Thanks very much Bye bye Oh, quite interesting. He's had a few clubs. I think he's had more clubs than I realised. More clubs than Ian Wisdom's caddy. Yeah, he has. He's been around a bit, hasn't he? Started off as a 17-year-old, played in defence and midfield. Yeah, I'd say he's not a shot of confidence in himself, which uh, no, I don't blame no, him. Which is, which is great. You know, that's what you, that's what you want in the centre of the park. And, and I think as well, what it shows is it's a good role model to have for younger players. Not to that extent, but Lange, Lange did the rounds, didn't he? Quite a few long clubs. Obviously, Will Keane's taking his time to settle at clubs. Even Harry Kane, I think, had at least two or three loan spells. So players like Tom Nail are sure that sometimes you've got to have that patience and you know take as much football as you can get because it's always education for you. He's clearly educated himself well, because I'd be very surprised if this wasn't his best season in football, despite having those excellent years that he alluded to at Burton. Yeah, he sort of acknowledged that. This Well, he, he did say that he's <clears throat> had one of his best seasons this season. And he's been magnificent in, in that sentiment for us. And, uh, and he's had different partners as well, which is... Uh, a good testament to you know what type of player he is. He's played alongside Jordan Cousins, Tom Bayliss, Max Power, Graham Shinney. Have I missed anybody out? He's had quite a few partners. Uh, Rhea, briefly. Glenn Rhea, yeah, Rhea, yeah br- for five minutes. <laughs> There's a lot of strong competition in that midfield. Actually, he's the first name on the sheet. That's yeah. how sure I need to know, doesn't it? Yeah, if we haven't mentioned already, I know he wasn't with us long, but obviously wish uh, Raya the best of luck because he obviously returned, didn't he, a couple of weeks ago to Luton Town. So let's hope he makes a good recovery. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, had an operation, I believe. So, yeah, hopefully a good recovery. Let's move on. This is uh, perhaps a game we've all been anticipating for a few weeks now. As Tom Neal said, it doesn't really matter who we play on Saturday as long as we win. Early kickoff. Adam, we managed to talk with uh, an old playing colleague of yours. Yes, I think uh, if you recall last time, uh, I was talking about his hamstring. So uh, let's see if his preview is any better than his dodgy hamstrings. Over to you, Ian. Come on, you lattics. Whoa. Sorry, lads, just getting a bit carried away there. Thank you very much for having me on. Really enjoyed the last one in October and even your episode afterwards, which reviewed the disastrous game when I got a bit of stick from you all, but it was good fun. So first question, has the season met expectations? Obviously, it hasn't, as I would have expected us to be in the playoffs at least this season after the way we ended last season. Uh, Up until you beat us in October, I was fairly happy with the way it was going, but after that defeat, we then only picked up two wins until mid-January which wasn't good, wasn't good enough. But then from, from then on, our performances were excellent and we were top of the form table for quite a while. 
But then we had a couple of bad results which have taken the wind out of our sail. So, yeah, it's uh, it's not gone according to plan. Let's put it that way. And your second question is there to provoke a reaction. So Ian Everts, famous best team in the league comment. So obviously, yep, that was a terrible error by Ian Everts to claim at that point we were the best team in the league. Uh, but don't forget, he's a young manager. He's only 40, so he's bound to make a few mistakes at that age. Uh, but yeah, his comment didn't do us any favours. It put us under too much pressure to back it up. Um, plus, it gave you everything you needed to perform that day and, and show us how stupid that comment really was. So I have to say it was probably the worst Bolton performance in a derby game that I can remember. But I have to give you credit and say you were superb that day and gave us a right battering. So the best player for us this season, it's a toss-up really between Santos and Afalayan. I'll probably have to give it to Santos because he's played in more games than Afalayan has been more consistent. And I'd say he's the best centre-half in the league. But the worry is tying him down to a contract for next season. I think it's up at the end of this season. So unless a top-half championship or Premier League team come in, I think he'll stay. But... Uh, we really need to keep him next season. Best signing since January. We've had a few good signings, actually. Marlon Fossett came in on loan from Fulham. He was absolutely superb down the right-hand side until his season got recently cut short because of injury. Uh, Aaron Marlin, uh, Morley came in from Rochdale. He's been a quality signing in the middle of the park. Uh, but Dion Charles is probably the standout signing since January. He's been a, a very good signing from Accrington Stanley and he looks a good player for next season. I think he'll cause you a lot of problems on Saturday. My favourite ever Bolton player is without doubt John McGinley. So a great question there, Adam. Uh, I was 14 when he signed for us during that period and I used to go to all the games with my dad and two brothers down at Burnden. And it was the passion he showed more than anything that's given him his cult status at Bolton. So he must have run 10 kilometres each half, never mind in a full match. Uh, he would go into every challenge like his life, depending on it. And had some great battles over the years with uh, with Wolverhampton Wanderers, who were our big rivals at that time. And you can find the infamous Battle of Burnden, which is uh, on YouTube, where he smacked David Kelly right in front of the referee. Both players only got a yellow card for it. And then subsequently, we went up in the playoff final, because that was in the playoff semi-final. So we could do with him on Saturday. But Dion Charles is similar to John McGinley, so I think watch out for him on Saturday. But actually, John McGinley wasn't the best Bolton player I, I ever saw. I'll just slip this one in there. That might surprise a lot of people, but the best ever Bolton player that I've seen live uh, was Fernando Hierro. So he only played 20-odd games for us, but he was absolutely unbelievable as a player. So superb player, Fernando. Predict the top six. So I think the top six will stay as they are. Unfortunately, I think the season will run out two or three games early for us to make the playoffs. The two draws against Morecambe recently didn't help when we should have got six points out of those. That's cost us. Uh, the Burton Albion game away as well, where we lost 3-1. That was very unfortunate because we were battering teams around that period. So that's four, five, six points that we've dropped, which will probably leave us just short. So I think the top six will be Rotherham first, Wigan second, then MK Dons, Plymouth, Oxford and Sheffield Wednesday making the playoffs I think um, your bogey team Sunderland will just miss out so prediction for Saturday I can't wait for Saturday I think you lot think you'll just turn us over easily again but I don't think you realise you'll be playing a completely different Bolton team at least five 
sorry, at least six of the players that played in October won't be playing on Saturday, and three of them have already left the club. Uh, our formation's already changed as well, so it's now two up front, which is causing teams a lot more problems. Uh, the lineup has become a 3 5 2, two wing backs, two older midfielders, and a link up man just behind the front two. The team is very settled, apart from the player that plays alongside Dion Charles up front. But I think uh, this Saturday, Everett will go with Bakayoko, who scored the winner in the last match against Crew. Uh, I also think he might bring back Geffin Jones, who played in the reserves recently. He's been missed because of family bereavement, but I think he'll come in at right back. So the team will be Trafford in goal, Santos, Ameson, Johnston as the back three, Geffin Jones, Declan John as the wing backs, Williams and Morley holding midfielders, Afflion just behind Charles and Bakayoko up front. Score prediction, I think we're capable of getting a 2-1 away win. And if we've got a small chance of making the playoffs, then that's the only way we can do it. But I think I'll go for a one-all draw. And it would be nice if MK Dons also pick up a win to put you under a bit more pressure. So, yeah, have a good one on Saturday. Unfortunately, I won't be there, but I'll be watching at home. <laughs> Ian Crompton getting his underway with a chorus of come on you lattics I mean, from a Bolton fan brilliant stuff and just to clarify his last comment at the end there he won't be there on Saturday because we're watching from home he doesn't actually reside in the UK even though he does come over from time to time to watch games came over last time didn't he and uh, what a great day that was for him uh, which he did allude to be fair he did give us a little bit of credit which is uh, unusual in terms yeah. of he, he was genu- generally quite fair, wasn't he? Apart from the bit where he described Everett as a young manager, obviously a young manager with a long paper round. Just a quick uh, anecdote to uh, Ian. Latics fans may recall that his younger brother came through the line, uh, the ranks at Wigan Athletic, Paul Crompton, and he was on the bench in 1997 away at Blackpool. And there was an own goal scored by Jason Lydiot. The other goal was scored by a Latics player who is currently a big rival of us in this division. Who might that be? You said 97? 97, yeah. And he's a big rival of, of ours now in this division. Oh, is he stumped Barry with that one? Barry usually gets these. Paul Warren. Paul Warren. Oh, wow. uh, what a show that was, Paul Warren. Excellent. Paul, yeah. Paul Warren, yeah. He didn't, unfortunately, he didn't get on. And he was told that if we'd have scored a third goal, he'd have got on. That would have been his only Latics appearance. And then he, I think he drifted down the leagues and but did very well in non league football. So a little bit of a bit of trivia there for the uh, the older Latics fans in the room. I'll tell you what surprised me uh, listening to Ian is his pick of uh, the player to watch. Santos, the defender. It's not usually. People pick out a centre-half, is it? You know, So he's, he's obviously okay. made a big impression with him. I thought it was interesting as well. He's, uh, it looks like uh, Ian Everett doesn't need to bother. He's already named the team. Uh, yeah, he has, yeah. I had a thought. I mean, the player that I've said looking forward to that, I do like watching opposition players. And, and the one that has caught my eye over the past few weeks has been Dion Charles since he came in from Accrington. Accrington, weren't Accrington. it? He, he seems like he had a bit of a fall out at Accrington and he was left out and he's got to move to Bolton. And he seems to be an half-decent player and he's, he's got uh, six goals in 16 games. Yeah, he's not done bad since he came in, has he? I, I think, you know, Affleyan's obviously quite a, an exciting player there to watch as well. It doesn't matter though, does it? Because uh, we've got our own exciting players. And 
just interested as well. You know, you said about that, uh, that, that obviously Doyle moved on because he was uh, obviously scored lords last season, didn't he? And but didn't, didn't quite do it at this level. And I seem to remember when Ian was on last time, he was talking about perhaps Everett leaving Doyle out. So maybe uh, he kind of had an inclination at that point that he might be moving on potentially. Right, we'll have ref watch for Saturday then. The referee on Saturday will be Sam Barrett from West Riding. Sam Barrett was promoted to the National List of Referees for the start of the 2020-21 season. And this will be his fifth Latics game, having refed us twice last season, Port Vale at home and Burton away, and twice this season, Sheffield Wednesday at home and Morecambe away. The unfortunate statistic that comes out of those four games we lost the both home games and we won both away games when he was in charge. Sam Barrett's been in charge of two Bolton games this season. The 1-0 win at Lincoln in August and that embarrassing 5-3 defeat in the FA Cup against non-league Stockport. Sam Barrett's card watch for this season, 21-22, is 32 games, 128 yellows, three reds and he's awarded five penalties. That's Sam Barrett, who will be your referee Saturday lunchtime against Bolton. Over to previous, there have been a number of matchups between the Latics and Bolton over the years. We have played 49. We've won 19, drawn 13, and lost 17. So relatively close, but I think in recent years, we've improved that quite a bit. We had a great win in the reverse fixture, Back in October, 4-0, never in doubt. Obviously, Will Keane with that early goal. McLean was exceptional that day. And Callum Lang scored from an impossible angle, but not impossible for him. Bolton are currently in 11th with 58 points from 39 games. The recent form, a bit patchy uh, after having a decent run. Lost one, drawn, lost one. 20 away games so far this season. They've taken 23 points, seven wins, 11 defeats and two draws, 24 goals for and 28 against. They had a mid-season January-February run of seven games undefeated, six wins and a draw, including wins against Ipswich 2-0, Sunderland 6-0, Oxford 3-2. Since then, they've lost to Burton, NK Dons and Plymouth, plus a draw with Morecambe. Last time they visited the Latics in a league game, I believe, was a 5-2 Wigan Athletic win when there was some interesting goalkeeping on shore that particular day. Over to Barry for the predictions. Well, I'm quite excited about Saturday, seeing Callum Lang back in the team and James McLean on the left. I'm just wondering what, what sort of formation we're going to be lining up with. I mean, it's, it's uh, can you leave, you know, Humphreys out? Can you leave McGuinness out? Can you leave Keane out, you know, to accommodate the players coming back in? So, in Liam Richardson, we trust, don't we? I don't know why uh, Ian thought we'd be thinking we were going to just brush him aside. I don't think that's going to be the case at all, because if you can't get fired up for a local derby, then you shouldn't be in football. So, I think they'll, they'll be fired up. I think it'll be a close game, but... We are quality, we do grind out wins, and I'm going for a 2-1 Wigan Athletic win. I think if we we do get an early start, I think Ian could well be right, and we do steamroll them, but it is predicated on getting an early start. You know, back at their place, as I said last week on, on Sunday, Keane got us going on six minutes, and we just went from there. If we don't, I think you are looking at grinding out a win with that extra quality. I mean, we, we, we're top of the table. In, if we convert the points, 
And the reason we're second is because we've been converting the points. So once we do, we'll go top. We're better than they are. I'll go with a repeat of the scoreline. I'll go with 4-0 again. I think in terms of team selection, I think clearly two very important players in the reverse fixture were McLean and Lange. So I suspect that they'll play. Really, it's a toss of a coin between Humphreys and McGuinness. Maybe Humphreys, a bit fresher. Obviously, McGuinness has played in midweek. Uh, Humphreys has been um, bulking up and, and enjoying some warm weather training in Dubai. So I think he'll be raring to go. It's a tough one to predict because I think one thing that we've got to take into account as well, despite it being a local derby, is the kickoff time, 12.30. I don't know. I just always get that feeling that these games can be a bit slow to get going. So I think it might be nil-nil at the break. I think it's going to be a tense encounter because although I don't think Bolton are really in with a realistic shout of the playoffs, it's the last chance saloon. Clearly, they're going to have a big following. They want revenge. So it'll it'll make for a very competitive game. But I think we'll win all our battles. And I think we will sneak this one by one goal to nil. Quick look at the fixture list for Saturday. We've got the early kickoff against Bolton. Then the three o'clocks, Accrington will play Cheltenham Town, Cheltenham Athletic host Lincoln City, Crew and Fleetwood, Ipswich and Cambridge. MK Dons play the informed Shrewsbury Town, Morecambe and Burton Albion, Plymouth Argyle and Oxford. Interesting game. Sheffield Wednesday, AFC Wimbledon, Sunderland play Gillingham and Wickham Wanderers host Doncaster Rovers. Yeah, I think the key one there is the one that Rotherham are not playing, isn't it? Yeah, obviously that's another game they're going to have to catch up. They've yeah. got their big game Sunday. Uh, best of luck to Sutton there in their first final. I think, the, the, like Barry said, the interesting fixture is uh, MK Dons, who are obviously in good form, uh, in superb form against Shrewsbury, who are in absolutely superb form. I think the last away match in this league, if I'm right in saying it, was away at Rotherham, where they won 3-0. So they're not going to be overawed by the occasion. I mean, it's tough really because six of the top nine are on, on at least five game unbeaten runs. So you're looking at like to Sheffield Wednesday should turn over Wimbledon quite comfortably. Plymouth and Oxford's a very interesting game. Obviously Plymouth lost their last game. Sunderland are playing Gillingham who I think I'm right in saying, Barry, that Gillingham are in decent form as well, aren't they, at the moment? Yeah, Neil Harris has turned the season round for a month. So that's yeah. not a gimme. Not a gimme for Sunderland, that, is it? I think your Plymouth-Oxford, if Plymouth win that, that sort of gives Sunderland a route to sneak in, doesn't it? Um, but if Oxford win that, then I, I think you're almost kind of getting to the point where three out of your four playoff teams are sorted. You're then looking at Sheffield, Sunderland and Wickham for the last one. The big thing is, 12-30, we win that game. We, we end up on 82 points. Six points clear of MK Dons with a game in hand. The pressure's on everybody else below us and that's that's our job done. So we need to win on Saturday yeah. and put that pressure on. Yeah, so that would be, Barry, 82 points there with still eight games to go. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. If we did if we did win the game. You've got to remember back in 2016, we actually won the league with 87 points during that season. I, I don't think that would be enough this season, but... You can see, you know, whereabouts we're aiming for and what we've got to do. We've just got to get a few points in these these next two or three games. Um, we've got a relatively tough run in, but I think by that point, my view would be that we're going to be pushing for the title rather than looking over our shoulders 
for the side that's catching us, really. And what a great start that would be on Saturday if we could beat our local rivals. Indeed it would. Don't forget to vote for your Progress with Unity Athletics Player of the Season. To vote, simply send an email with your player nomination to pwupots2022 at gmail.com. Mark your email, POTS, and put your player nomination in the message body. We'll be back on Sunday with all the reaction to Saturday's game and the other results in and around us. And we'll be looking forward to another home game against Accrington Stanley on Tuesday. So until then, it's up the ticks. Up the ticks. Up the ticks.